Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Week with Cheek podcast. Before we start this podcast, I would like to acknowledge that we are on stolen land of the Yagra and Turrbal people, and that sovereignty was never ceded. Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek. Welcome. Wow, that was super fucking friendly from me. Crazy girl. Crazy girl. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about taboos. Or taboos. Or taboo. Ta- I've been practicing this all morning. I'm not sure how I'm going to say it. I might switch it up. Taboo. 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 Whichever way you say it. Whichever. We're talking about Love it. the board game. You play the board game? No. Basically, you've got a card. Top of the word at the top of the card is the one you have to get people to say. The but words underneath. Yes, 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 yep. yes, yes. Very have. fun. Mm. I'm very good at it. Okay. <laughs> That's all I have to <laughs> no, say that, on that. Actually, that is a, it is a fun game. Yeah. yeah. So um, we asked on the Instagram. Yep. Would you like to say? We asked three questions. The first is, what do you think is a topic that is still taboo that people don't discuss? Second, what do you think are topics that our generation has broken down and, and made available to discuss? And third, what's something that you don't talk about with anyone? Yes. So we're going to kind of run through some of them some of them um so do you want to start with the questions do you want to start with the game oh so i have a game planned but i don't know about the game it's it's part it's like got to do with the questions right i would assume so so basically i'm i've like written a list of like how to rate a taboo okay so it's either or from from the top like you only talk about it with your inner circle you only talk about it with your family you talk about it with your friends, you talk about it with your colleagues, and you would talk about it with someone you just met in a social setting. Okay. So... I think this will actually just show the difference in our personality. Well, I... Th- yes, <laughs> it would. But I don't think... I I think I can gauge the difference between, like, me not wanting to talk about anything with anyone and, like, something that I do find taboo. Yes. Okay. So... Read them. The questions. Okay. Were there some specific themes? Absolutely. I think there's probably 10 that are like just over and over. Mm -hmm. I love your responses too, FYI. Very funny. Okay. (laughs) These are actually pretty sad, most of them. The thing about taboo is it's not fun. It's not easy because otherwise we'd talk about it, right? Yes. I think the ones that we can expect come up a lot of things like salary. Yeah. And religion. Oh. I don't think religion is taboo. Yeah, but I think that it's interesting because I feel like half of people put it as something that they think is still taboo and then half put it as something that our generation broke down. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's, that's an interesting starting point, right? Yeah. But I also want to start by saying, I don't think there's many things I don't talk about. What do you think before we get into this? Because I, I think it's a, it's hard because it's a very skewed perception because like we talk about gross shit 15 times a day. Yeah. But we're in a circle level. No, I know. But I would say gross shit to like a lot of people. Yeah, but I, well, I think to, to your point before, it's like, what's the difference? Yeah. Okay. Um, but also I think that both of us do actively try to break down taboos every time this stuff comes up. I mean, I can th- kind of think that's the point of the podcast in a way is talking about stuff that, and I think it's for people in this space who want to hear people have these conversations, like trying to offer something up. And, and the thing is, there's a lot of things we don't talk about. Like we're not really willing to talk about our sex lives, mm-hmm. very personal things like blah, 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 blah. But overall, yeah, we're pretty willing to say most things. Yeah. Well, I have a yeast infection again. So, and also a UTI at the same time, which Shall I say what one of my... Go on. So I answered one of the questions. It's like, what's still taboo? And you said, 
Thrush, taboo, but UTA, okay. Why? Question mark. Why? So I can talk about this. Yes. So I think that um, like a lot of medical stuff like has, we have broken down a lot of taboos around medical issues, but there, I feel like there are certain medical issues that you're like, ew, no. Like probably anything to do with your butt is probably still taboo. Absolutely. But a UTI, okay. But people are willing to say they've had a colonoscopy. I still think it's taboo though. Yeah. Do you? I don't know. Okay. Why don't we break it down? Can I tell my UTI story? Oh yeah, please do. Not to take over from oh, your current UTI. Or should we? Okay. So. I'm just my... doing some work on breaking down taboos right now. We are right now. Okay. So when I was 21, the day of my 21st birthday, I knew something was wrong. <laughs> I'd never had a UTI before. And I woke up in the morning and I was like, something is going really wrong down there. <laughs> and if you've had a UTI before, which I think a lot of people have, um, common symptoms are like feeling like you need to piss all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you would finish peeing and I'd be like, shit, there's still something up there. <laughs> like I would be like, I can't, I can't empty my bladder. Well, that's a, another one of the um, feelings is like not feeling like you can fully empty it. No. And... The reason I realized I had a UTI in the first place was on the Friday, the day before my birthday, I was walking around at lunchtime at work in the city on my lunch break and I started to piss myself. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just not realize it was coming out? No, because that's the thing. I was just like, oh God. Well, no, the thing was, I thought one of the symptoms of the UTI was I just couldn't control it. Oh. Because I just felt like there was liquid coming out and I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) So it doesn't feel like a normal pee? No. It just felt like like I had no control over my bladder and I freaked out. This wasn't like an entire wee Mm. had come out of me in the middle of Queen Street Mall in Brisbane, if you know Brisbane. (laughs) But it was like – it was like – the way I explained it to you was uh, like a takeaway coffee, the lid. Yes. That much pee to fill the lid. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, fuck. And so I ran to Cotton on Body. <laughs> and I told Kristen <laughs> that instead of just, like, grabbing a pair and running to the bathroom, I saw they had a 5 for 35 deal on. You know the deal. You know the deal, right? 5 for 35 is always on at Cotton on Body. So I stood there in my own urine <laughs> and was like, that one. <laughs> And that one. <laughs> but the way you told it, you're like, um, to me, I, so you, she, so you, Hannah told me what happened. And then she's like, then I went into Cotton On Body and got five for 35. And I was like, hang on a second. You have just skipped over the funniest part of that story. <laughs> you were like, now's the time for a bargain. She's like, one bill was $12. I'm not going to pay $12. Why would I? I'm sorry, but it's worth standing in my own urine to save like 20 bucks because the, yeah, it was tw- one pair for $12 or five for 35. Let's think about the maths there, people. So then I picked five for 35. Then I went to the cashier in my own pee. Hello, thank you. Yes, I don't want the water bottle charity item. Sign up to the Perks Club and to buy a $5 beanie or tote bag. Mm-hmm. Went, changed my undies, went back to work. <laughs> so it hadn't, but it hadn't hit your pants. I'm trying to think of what I was wearing. It could have been a skirt. No, that would have been way worse. Could because it just freely comes out. I don't know, but like I feel like that my pants weren't that affected, okay. or I just suffered. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, Yuck. you could probably get away with a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and then back to work, and then the next morning I was like, "Sorry, mum, got to go to the doctor because my my family had travelled up from New South Wales for the birthday." Oh, yeah. And yes. so my mum, my mum was like, "Take me on a tour of UQ," and I was like, "Great, we have to stop out at the GP at UQ on the way." And this she was the GP. like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "Mum, 
you don't want to know. And she was like, Jesus. Anyway, the doctor gave me antibiotics that I could drink with. Um, and then I got absolutely slaughtered, vomited in my own hair and in a saucepan that night. And it was probably because of the antibiotics weren't that good to drink with. And that's the whole story. UTI gone. Thank you, antibiotics. Glorious. Glorious. <laughs> um, well, the thing about having a UTI and a yeast infection at the same time right, is on. that antibiotics heal the UTI but they actually make the yeast infection worse oh, shit. because antibiotics kill off all the good bacteria as well as the bad bacteria. Like they don't discriminate. <laughs> it just like kills it off. <laughs> and so I called my, I had a telehealth and I was like, I've got this going on. Yeah. And I really liked the doctor because she, I was just like, so I'm doing very well. <laughs> and she was just, oh, that sucks. Oh, and I was like, love this vibe. Love this energy. Um, and I really like when doctors laugh at my jokes. They're not like, weird. very it. serious. Takes out the notepad. Your vagina's okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Anyway, so I'm on antibiotics, thrust treatment, and probiotics to cancel the God, antibiotics. God, it's awful. I'm feeling good. Breaking down barriers and stereotypes. Exactly. Look at us. So, you're so welcome. Taboo broken. Broken. Let's all talk about our yeast infections, not just our UTIs. I remember there was one week I lived in a house, of, there was six of us, and one at one stage, three people in the house had thrush. <laughs> That's just suspicious to me. Like something must, was wrong. Yeah. I wasn't one of them. I've actually never had thrush. Elite. Yeah. <laughs> flex, weird flex. But you know the weird thing, and I was thinking about this when you said you woke up and knew something wasn't right. I just feel like so many things go on with like vaginas that sometimes you're like well am i actually is something actually wrong or is it just like a bit weird well i think it's hard to tell like um some now that i've got the implanon bar in i've just got it three months ago and i've actually not had a period since which is really lucky i hear a lot of horror stories in inverted quotations about it and now i'm really struggling with um my like sort of cycle symptoms and working out where i'm at so some days i'm like oh, there's something going on. Like, do I just feel bad? Mm. I find it hard to tell. And I'm like trying to track it out. And, you know, we talk, we, like we know our bodies and sometimes you just wake up and you know something's wrong. But then with this, I'm confused because I'm like, usually I'm like, my period must be coming, but I actually don't have answers now. Yeah. So when I think about that sort of stuff, I'm like, shit, Yeah. the, the signs aren't always equaling something. Like it is yes, tough. Exactly. But I just feel like whenever you say to like someone else with a vagina, oh, something's just not quite right. Everyone's just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that really shouldn't be like a normal no. thing. It should be like, oh no, something's wrong. Yes. Like you need to do something about that. Yes. I sent you um, a reel last night from a podcast and I thought this is interesting and I wanted to bring it up now. Um, essentially, it's three sisters. One, the one I know is Nadia Okamoto. She's the founder of It's August, which is like a period company in yeah. the US. She went to Harvard. She's really amazing. You She's big on TikTok. Massive well. on TikTok with all the period stuff. Anyway, in it's in the reel with her sisters, they're talking about sex and one of them says like she likes to talk about sex a lot. And she says, whenever I talk about sex, you guys sort of get grossed out in a way. And they say, we like to talk about sex, but you like to talk about it in extreme detail about like the texture and the smells. And we don't want to know about that. <laughs> and the other sister says, but that's what makes it interesting. And, I, and then in the comments, I was reading the comments and everyone was saying, that is what makes it interesting. And yeah. I was thinking about that. Like when I talk about really explicit, intimate, like private stuff, whether it be about my health stuff, whether it be about sex life, whether it be about my period, whether it be about anything with my friends, I do feel like those details are what makes it interesting. Yeah. I don't think that's the same for everyone. I don't. I mean, I don't really like to do it. You don't like to talk about it in that detail, but you like to hear about it or neither? Yeah, I would happily. Like, if I heard about it, I wouldn't be like, ah! But I'd be like, okay, like, Good that's, for you. I'm really entertained by your story, but, like, 
I'm, I don't have a story. You're not going to counter the story. Yeah. See, I feel like I'm the teller. Yeah. But I always want to receive this the other end, but I understand why people don't want to share. I know, but I share it with you, especially since you get, are so excited by the details. I'm so excited by the details. But I'm not going to tell everyone. I'm not going to tell, say it on the podcast. Yeah. But you might. Yes. All right. Do you want to get into the list? Anyway, let's get into the list. I think we just broke down like 10. <laughs> okay. So again, the rating system, just a reminder of everybody. In a circle, friends, family, which I think could go either way, like friends, family, depending on who you are. Depends on your relationships, yeah. Colleagues, people you just met in a social setting. Because I don't want it to be people you met in a work setting. People you, like friends of friends. That's what that's the vibe of like people who you just met. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say the majority of things I saw about taboos that still exist. Salary. Mm-hmm. periods mm-hmm. abortion periods still exist yeah but i think that's fair i think that's in the we've broken it down category. no i like let's fight so let's fight i didn't realize you were going to be this way i was thinking about this for a while last night <laughs> i think like i've done something so outrageous <laughs> I think you should feel like that um i didn't realize it was gonna be this way i feel like i'm your partner and you're just like i can't believe you i think the period argument here is that men are uncomfortable. I don't think it's talking about periods with friends. I think it's that the entire population, considering that people who experience a menstrual cycle, uh, there's basically half of people, all people, and it's a fifth of our lives virtually. Mm. It's not normalized to the extent that it should be, I think is the argument. I don't think it's a taboo though. Why? Because I, I think we've, I just think we've gotten past the, it being a taboo. No, I don't think so. Like I've, and I, again, like it's really, sometimes it's personal because like some people still want to like, you know, poke the tampon up their sleeve, but I don't think we're actually there in like Australian society anymore. But do you think that we talk about bleeding, period sex, the difficulties, the barriers people have, fertility, um, menstruation generally, like, do you think that we talk about those things enough? Like literally it's never going to be enough for me. No, I know. But like last year it was outrageous that we saw a period cup, a diva cup in bump the show. I don't think it's outright. It was outrageous. I was like, that's really cool. Yay. Yeah. But we made a point of it. Yeah. Because I thought it was really cool. Yay. Yeah. But I think the fact that it's in there, I think means that we are past the point of it being a a a taboo. No, I don't think that's a good indicator. I think the fact that that was like a (gasps) moment for me was like, well, we're not past it. I also think- I didn't find it a gasp moment. But you specifically mentioned it to me. Yeah. Because I was like, how fucking cool is it that that was the first scene? But if you think it's that notable, then it's not normal. But I didn't think I did wasn't like oh my god I can't believe they did this because if if it was a taboo I would be I that's what I would think oh my god crazy that they did this I didn't think that but I don't I think that like, standard upholds for other things so like when I see different types of sex in shows I don't think oh my god I can't believe they did that I think oh super cool I do if if it's a, if for me if it's a taboo I'm like oh my god they did that would you in a good way if you were standing in a group of men would you declare that you're on your period yeah really mm-hmm. so I don't think most people would. I just think we're part. I I, I think know. you're past it. I think I'm past it, but I don't think society's past it. I think society is past it. But so, what do you think? What level do you think it is? Oh, I would talk about my period with anyone. Family, friends, in society. I would talk about my period with someone I just met. I wouldn't talk about it with my colleagues because I don't think it's appropriate for work. Why? Because I don't know. See, this is this is the thing. I don't understand why it's not. Do you think it's because it comes out of? 
a place that's private. I think that I don't, I still don't think that's an indicator of being a taboo. I just wouldn't want to make other people uncomfortable. Well, I guess it's like, I don't talk about doing a shit at work. Yeah. But I don't think they're the same thing. No, I agree. If I was like, I needed to go home from work, I'd be like, ah, you know, I've got a period issue. I've got to go home. Yeah. I wouldn't open. I mean, I just wouldn't have a conversation about my period in the workplace because I don't think it's necessary. That's what I think too. Well, like, cause the thing is like at work, I wouldn't be like, I have a period right now. (laughs) If someone was, but if the same thing, if I was like, um, I'm not feeling well, I need to go. If someone was like, Oh, are you okay? I'd be like, Oh, it's just like a period. Like, just feeling unwell on my period kind of thing if it was prompted yes. but not just like out of the blue i mean i would tell an anecdote about having my period not What's like the difference no sorry sorry what i mean is i'm not uncomfortable like if we were out you know having an after work drinks or something and we were all just throwing around stories yeah. i would comfortably tell an anecdote that involved a period but if it's centralized on the period i wouldn't like what kind what kind of anecdote do you mean like in the way that like I was on my period, which explains my behavior? No, I would like never do that because I hate that. I was that. bleeding through my pants. Yes. You would tell that at work. If it's funny. Not at work, maybe after work. But with, with work, work people. people. Interesting. I wouldn't. But okay, let's just declare we work in a male dominated workplace. Yeah. So it's more of a thing to yes. say it. But also that's, that kind of makes me more likely to say it. No, it makes me less likely. It's because I'm like... Well, how do you like this? <laughs> it's a test. <laughs> Same, yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, Shout out wh- to one of our colleagues who listens. <laughs> yeah, so sorry. We're going to talk about this this week. Um, it's so weird that I said colleague. That's very funny. Yes, yeah. It's because I'm looking at a list that says the word colleague. So what's your level? See, the thing is I'm more likely to talk. I think this is where the levels fail me because I am more likely to talk about a period with someone I just met than a colleague. Yes, but that's why I think colleague kind of stands on its own. Mm. It's a different thing. Yep, okay. Okay. What's Sorted? It? Sorted. I think we don't agree, but that's good. That's good. Oh, God. What is it? <laughs> Men's mental health. That's not taboo. I actually think it's the opposite. I think. <laughs> we talk about it too much. We <laughs> 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 really awful so i think here's the thing this is a very specific viewpoint but what i think when it comes to men's mental health it is oversaturated as a topic with men posting tokenistic virtue signaling images selfies participating in challenges on social media that are absolutely shallow surface level fucking bullshit and refusing to have the conversation any deeper than that Mm -hmm. when a man, like if I have friends that are men who ring me or talk to me about something personal to them, I try to make an additional effort to support them and actively let them know that they can contact me about it further if they want to talk about it Mm. because I don't trust other men. Yeah. Literally my first thought is, holy fuck, if you said this to your friends, how would they help you? Yeah. Because I just... The thing is, is that I know there's... I know the conversation is shifting. I know that, you know men's friendships are, are are getting better and more emotionally supportive. But my worry is always like, fuck, if I'm not going to be there for you, who will be sometimes? Yeah. And yeah. will you have this conversation again? Because mm-hmm. it's so stigmatized. Yeah. So yes, I think that there is an issue, but what pisses me off is this total fucking shit argument that men bring out all the time. You know, we'll post a, 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 a 
stat or something about, you know, domestic violence or women's mental health or blah, blah, blah. And people will be like, what about men? Yeah. And it's like, you do this only as an argument against women. You never do it as an argument for men. It's either a fucking, I'm doing a selfie and doing a peace sign or a symbol and challenging five of my fucking mates because it's November or that's it. Like it's, it's just like when they actually need you, what the fuck are you doing besides putting on a fucking horse racing bet and sinking piss? Yeah, exactly. Do you know another thing? And I don't think this is like means taboo or not taboo, but it's an interesting thing about the way that like people like us view um, this issue of like, not the issue of mental of men's mental health, because we, we agree that's important, but the issue of we don't talk about men's mental health. Yeah. Is because the thing for me is like, okay, so periods is a taboo because men made, a, made it a taboo because it's something that only affects um, like women and people who have um, uteruses. Mm-hmm. Men's mental health is a taboo because men made it a taboo. Yes. So it's kind of like, it's just, it just, I feel like it's just something that should be noted yeah. and that I always think about. I'm like, this is just men creating the patriarchy and then being like, oh, it doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah. Like it's, and I know it wasn't literally the same man who fucking created the patriarchy who's living today, whatever. But I think it's just like, it's a different thing. Yes. And I think it's a notable difference to, Absolutely. to like point out. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think mental health is, I don't think mental health generally is taboo. I think like when you get into specific, um, uh, diagnoses and mental health disorders. I think there are Absolutely. a few that are still very taboo, um, particularly when you're looking at like sociopathy um, and like bipolar and BPD. Yep. I think those are very, but I, but that's, I don't think that's gendered though. No, that taboo. And, but I totally agree. Cause I think one of the ones that comes up often and it's in both categories of taboo and generations broken it down is mental health. And I think that's the difference. Yeah. We haven't broken down the diagnosis part, but we've broken down the chatting about it because literally every day I will come into you and be like, and I know we're in a circle, but I will just say exactly how I'm feeling, what's wrong, what's mm. right, what I want to do about it, what I'm not doing about it. Like, there is that just like open and honest, like I'm not having a good day. Yeah. And there is a very ongoing fluid chat about like overall, like literally we talked about on podcast about burnout a few weeks ago. Yeah. Like it, 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 there is an openness and I constantly want to be talking about being overworked, girl boss culture, burnout, those sorts of things, even though, you know, it's part of mental health, but it is an upper layer, mm, yeah. a, a very public layer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. Like, but, but also then again, I think that, um, I've seen a lot online and I know it's online. So there is some questions around that, but a lot of influencers, feminists, um, public figures talking about recently being diagnosed with ADHD, um, autism, you know, being neurodivergent, like Mm -hmm. all these sorts of things. And so I think those things are being broken down. But again, I think that when you look, there is a distinct structure of mental health that is acceptable and not acceptable in society. And I think there's a tier system. Yeah. What would you say on the rating scale for mental health? For mental health. Um, it's really hard for me because I don't experience many mental health issues. That that would be hard for you. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so, you are going to set up a GoFundMe (laughs) to help. Um, Fuck, I don't know. I guess I can think about it with like if I had like a partner or a very close friend or a family member who had one of those diagnoses. I don't I think I would only talk about it in a circle. But then that's that's more about like I don't want to 
give out their private private information. It's really hard. That one's really hard for me to like guess Um, where it is. But okay. Let's talk about mental health from the more perspective that we're talking about where it's like how you're going generally. Yeah. Just being a a check-in. Colleagues up to colleagues. Yep. I think the same. Not, Not people I just met. Yeah. No. Um, but also I don't like people in my business. So yes, but I wouldn't but for do that me, either. Like it's categorized as though like between, so burnout, fuck, I'll tell everybody, whatever I'm burnt out. I don't care. But if I was sad, I would tell in a circle while the sadness is happening. And then probably like friends and maybe colleagues when it's over. after I've passed the sadness. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I'll be like, oh, remember when I was really sad? But I th- I'm good fine now. I think the unfortunate difference with me is is that it's very fucking obvious. Yes. You don't need to be told if something's wrong with me. You <laughs> need to be within a five-kilometer radius. <laughs> Just feel the vibe. I, I, Radiating of you. And this is one of the most horrible things that's ever been said to me, but it's true. And it's that, you know, and I think I'm getting better with this, but well, actually, no, I don't think I am. Well, I think maybe I'll be the judge of three that. or four years ago, one of my friends said to me, like, when you walk into a room and you're not right, the room feels it. And it's kind of like the entire room has to be on that level. Like That's a bit overdramatic, I think. Okay. Well, I think it used to be like that. But also- I, I used to just like inflict, not inflict it, but like, I, I, I think it's because I, and I think, it, I hope that it, it's not that I'm trying to impose a mood on everyone, but instead it's that. I'm usually the person that comes in and tries to create the vibe. Yeah. And so when I'm not doing that, it's felt more so than I'm like, everyone must suffer. But I think that's more on other people, to be honest. Yeah. Because that's more, I think that's more about other people being like, oh, here's Hannah. She's bringing the fun. Oh my God, Hannah's not fun. What the fuck? What's going on? Yeah. Well, I hope it's that because I don't want to. And, and I think that's the thing is that when I'm not in a good place and I'm at a social event and I can't be this like extroverted person that I want to be, I, it feels like 10 times worse. And I plummet myself. Like I dig myself a hole because I'm like, this entire event is suffering because I'm unhappy. And that is really selfish in a way, but it's because I know how I can be. So when I'm not that, it just feels so much worse. It just feels like I'm an alien watching myself in my body fucking being tragic. Like, seriously, that's like a lot, but it's true. That is overdramatic. But, but it's true. Like, do you ever feel like that? Do you no. ever like feel like you're like not yourself and you're like, oh my God, I can see myself right now. And this is embarrassing. No. God, I do feel like that. No, because, um, I mean, obviously, because I'm introverted, if I'm like withdrawing in a social setting it's because i've made the active choice to be like i'm like done now i'm just gonna like chill here people can talk to me if they want to i'm not gonna start a combo but i don't feel the i'm like it's not my responsibility to like provide others with entertainment see i feel like it is yeah that's the difference Mm, it's interesting all right next next kink bdsm definitely still taboo definitely Mm. Yeah. Inner circle stuff, I reckon. In society. Yep. And if you talk about it with people that are... The thing is, is that even if I felt comfortable to tell another layer, Mm -hmm. um, they wouldn't be comfortable. No. And also, I just think, like, in wider society, like, we don't... Nobody talks about it. And it's like... People think it's, like, wrong and immoral, unfortunately. Yeah. and And I'm not sure if this is, like, a... I don't know if it's shame on my end because I don't want to say this widely about kink or, you know, sex things generally. And uh, I think that by extending that conversation to people, you know, less well or less intimately, it feels like harassment. 
to yes, me. Yes, yes. Like, I don't know if that's going too far, but if I was to talk to someone that I was a friend mm-hmm. about it, it would really be testing the waters. Yeah. And I would feel like I was overstepping the mark and it would make me feel ashamed. Yes. But, I mean, but, but it I could don't... make someone uncomfortable and I understand that. Yeah. But that's my thing with p- talking about periods in the workplace is I feel like it's like a bit harassmenty. Yes. Because it's like, well, you, you just like. But I don't think that's in... the case for periods. Yeah, I know. But that's how I feel about it. It's just a bodily function. Yeah, I know. But I'm like, you didn't like come over here ready to talk about periods. No, like... <laughs> no, but it's different. It is different, but that is how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, I don't really, I, I don't feel, wouldn't feel ashamed by something like that, but I would just be like, oops, sorry. And if you didn't like that, apologies. But then the thing for me is, is if that someone wanted to talk about that with me, I'd love it. Yeah. If someone was like, blah, 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 by the way, and you know, this happened to me and it was great or it was, you know, I would feel again, it, for me, it's just privileged to be engaging in a conversation with something, something that someone cares about, about their intimate life. But is there any topic that you wouldn't like someone to talk to you about? Um, if they had killed someone. <laughs> okay. Is there any topic Legal. where people are just sharing something about their life where you wouldn't like them to talk about it? No. Because you love that shit. Yes, I do. There are so many times like people have come and told things to Hannah, like when we're in the same like circle or same area. And then you'll say like, oh, this person just told me this. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Thank God it wasn't me. Really? Yeah, I always think that. I'm like, thank God people don't want to tell me that stuff. <laughs> and I'm obvi- it's obviously because I'm really shut off to it. I, and uh, you know what, I hate the vibe of being like problem magnet or drama magnet. It's not really like that. I, yeah, I think it's just like you make people comfortable to open up. That's, that's what I want to do. That's always what I want to do. And when someone says like, I feel really comfortable talking to you, I'm like, that's exactly how I want that to feel. Like, mm-hmm. because, and the thing for me is, is like, I worry about what other people will respond with. So I always think I'm like a safe place for people to tell me things. Yeah. And it's, it's more just that if someone has chosen, again, it's a great privilege. If someone wants to choose me to tell something important to, and I want to be there to react in the best way so that they may feel comfortable to tell someone who's more important to them in future. Mm -hmm. And again, I think it comes back to that idea. Like, I think this is sort of connected, you know, when you see those tweets that are like, um, Amber Heard won't see what you said about her, but your friend who's silently suffering in a domestic violence relationship will. Yeah. That's like everything that I agree with in the world. Like, obviously I have no comment on the depth trial. I more talking about the premise of the tweet. Mm-hmm. There are so many circumstances where people don't want to open up because they feel that they're not going to be supported. And all I want is someone to feel like that is a safe conversation to have whatever the conversation is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just want to, we haven't talked about this at all. When Hannah said she doesn't have a comment, it's because we're not talking about the depth of her trial. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know what I'm looking at. Sorry. <laughs> Next. Pubic hair. Not taboo to talk about, but taboo to see. That's interesting. I feel like seeing pubes is still unacceptable to society. I feel... I'm happy to talk about it. Well, I only talk about it with inner circle. Actually, no, I talk about it with friends. Mm-hmm. Not family, obviously. Gross. Um, <laughs> they can just listen to it on the podcast. Actually, my poor sister, when she was like 15, was like, what do you do? And I was like, what? No. <laughs> but then I was sad that I had like reacted so poorly because like that's a nice conversation to be able to have with like your sister. Mm, and I was okay. like, Kate, please. No. <laughs> ask mom. And then I was like, don't ask mom, actually. Sorry. Um, I just think that, yeah, I don't think talking about it is taboo personally well i actually think it's uh, a very judgmental space 
Oh, yeah, definitely. From all angles. I don't really like talking about it with anyone on the basis that, I mean, anyone can say what they like, but I think the issue in society, or at least the conversations, is is that if you like having no pubic hair, there's kind of an assumption that you are doing it for the male gaze. Mm. And if you do like having pubic hair, it's an assumption that you're diverting from the male gaze. Yeah, making some kind of statement. And there's not really a world where it's just our choice. Yeah. It kind of just feels like it's either one way or the other. Are we doing it for men or not? Mm. Um, and I think that it's just judgmental from all angles. Yeah, but I don't think judgmental makes it taboo. No, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. When people regret having children. Oh, that's taboo as That is fuck. one of the most taboo things I can think of. Even you saying it, I was like, ah! I saw it last night and I was like, that's one. That's spicy as fuck. I agree. Actually, I'm really sorry. I'm going to do it. When I was in year 11, I was in the back of the car and my mum and one of her close friends were in the front. And my mum said, if I could go back in time, I wouldn't have children. Oh, God. <laughs> Yikes. And I was deeply hurt by it for a long time. Still am in some ways. I actually made an Instagram caption about it a few I months ago. <laughs> and then I said at the end of the caption, but because she's not voting liberal this election, I will not care about her willi willingness to revoke my life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it's about for me. I actually really respect the honesty. Yeah. But I think it's hard because to me, what it communicates as her child is my life isn't worth enough or I'm not good enough to be worthy of you making that decision again. Really? Yeah. I feel like if my mom said that, I wouldn't take it personally. I don't know how you don't take that personally because, but your mom wouldn't say it. No, that's the, that's the reason why I'm kind of like, it's not really. But my mom, my understanding was my mom actually didn't never wanted to have children, but um, she wanted to marry my dad. And he said, if you don't want children, then. Mm. And she ended up having three. Awful, awful. Um, <laughs> but my thing about it is like, I actually really respect it because as someone who's not sure all the time mm. and some days is like, put one in me now. Yeah. And <laughs> that's Weird. disgusting. Can't relate. And other days, which is like, I could go, I could live my life without them. Yeah. Um, I can understand and respect that she had a really wonderful life beforehand and, you know, wasn't sure. Mm. And that also my mom is like 56 now and she's still got like a 16 year old. Yeah. So I think it's more like she's getting older um, and she doesn't want to have teenagers. And I yeah. think it's more about like if she'd done it earlier, if she'd had them closer together or blah, blah, blah. Like there's, it's more that than like total revocation. Yeah. But it really hurts because it's like, you would revoke my life if you had the opportunity over again, knowing me and who I am as a person and everything that our life is as a family. I don't think it was ever about you. I know, but how can it not be? Because I, I just feel like if someone said that, it's more about like their life path, thinking about like a different life that they could have. Because it's like everyone says like, oh, if, if I had my time again, I'd do it differently. But it's like, that's because you did it this way. Like, I think it's actually more about like, not, it's not like I regret everything. It's more like, who would I have been and how would my life have looked if I had like taken this completely different path? Yeah, no. And I think it's on the premise that she never knew I existed. Like it's going back to that point and saying, if there was a fork in the road again, yeah. I would have done the other thing. Yeah. But the other thing is she said it to you when you were 11. No, no, like, no, no. I was in year 11. I was 17. Oh, year 11. Um, but if like, if my mom said it to me now, I'm like nearly 29, I would have been like, Cool. Okay. Good for you, Queen. <laughs> but again, like I actually have a lot of respect for the fact that she said it because again, I, I think that people should more talk about regretting having children. 
Because I agree. I think fun, when it's not your mum, mm. it's easy to say like, oh, they just mean like how their life looked differently. Yeah. When it is your mum, it's like, so what you're saying is... <laughs> and it is hard to, to, to separate the two. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, but I understand your point completely. Yeah. And I, again, I respect it and I think it is... I, I, I'm impressed that she said that, mm-hmm. even though she claimed she doesn't. She didn't say that. She I probably fucking... shouldn't have said it in front of you. No, agreed. <laughs> Philippa, <laughs> hear me now. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry because people you know listen to this. Yikes. Face the facts. <laughs> if you didn't find us completely insufferable, come back next Wednesday for a new episode. You can also find us on Instagram at Cheek Media Co. or online at cheekmedia.com.au. Yes, that's the one. That's the one. 